In a single moment, your life can change. Moments with Marianne is a transformative hour that covers an endless array of topics with the best of the best. Marianne's guests are leaders in their field, ranging from inspirational authors, top industry leaders, business and spiritual entrepreneurs. Each guest is gifted and a true visionary, a recognized leader in their own work. They teach others to develop, refocus and grow. Marianne will bring the best guest and sometimes a special surprise. Don't miss this. And remember, make every moment count. Welcome to Moments with Marianne. I'm so excited we're spending this time here today. We've got quite a show lined up for you. Our first guest is none other than Byron Katie, and she's here today to talk to us about loving what is, which also happens to be a workshop that she's hosting at Omega. So many of you probably have heard of Omega. We're really excited because here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, we are just partnering with Omega and they offer workshops and online classes in regards to mind, body, spirit, health and healing, creative expression, family and relationships, leadership and work, and sustainable living. So Byron Katie's here today to talk to us about loving what is. Welcome to the show, Byron Katie. Oh, thank you, Marianne. Thank you. Oh, what a joy it is to have you here. Well, I'm excited to to um, have this conversation with you, and I, I really look forward to being in in that area in Omega. And, oh. Uh, that I, you know, I go. Um, I've been going once a year for quite a while now, and it's it's. I love it. It's so beautiful. Well, I know there. Gosh, there's such a amazing place for you know personal enlightenment and to. You know, fall, you know, just work on your journey, that inner journey that we all strive to just continue to master. Well, I have yeah. to ask you. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was to say, and, and we get to meet so many people, so many different people in the world. You know, I'm always so surprised to see the, how the, the vast, I don't know, you know, like so many different countries and people, you know, know about the uh, Omega events that they do for my event. And and it's always just so thrilling to watch everyone bond and meet each other and as we drop so deeply into inquiry. Well, and uh, I can't think of a better place or a person to do this kind of journey than you. And so I know the title of the, the whole um, theme of this next workshop is Loving What Is. What what developed this workshop for you? Well, you know, it's it, it, I had an experience um, a little more than 30 years ago, and, and the change in my life was so dramatic, so radical, really, that... Um, that people began to ask me, you know, how did, you know, what happened to you, basically. And so the work um, that I offer, Inquiry, comes out of that experience. And so I've been doing this a while. And what's so powerful about it is anyone with an open mind can do this work. And we don't need um, a teacher. We don't need, you know, once we learn the practice of just these, you know, it's actually just, inquiry involving four questions and then it's uh, any again anyone can do it but to get together to do it to sit in the practice is it's a marvelous thing and it changes lives 
I'll, I'll say forever. I get great email, and you know, it's it's um, it's such a privilege to share this this work. With the people that attend these workshops with you, I'm sure that you see like a common theme that shows up when people are, you know, coming to that greater space of freedom and realization. What are some of the aha moments that you've had personally and maybe things that you've seen in the workshop? Because um, I know that people are, um, there's tons of reviews talking about how amazing you are in, in your work. And I just am, am curious of some of the things that just stand out for you. You know, the, the things that stand out for me, and it, it's just commonplace when we all sit in this. Um, it's, 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 we are so absolutely positive about something. And, and I hear um, assumptions that people really believe, so I would say believe, like he doesn't care about me or no one cares about me or there's something wrong with me. Or um, um, I'll I'll never get over this. You know these assumptions that we make. Or I'm going to lose my job. Or I'll never find another job. Or um, um, he left me. She left me. But these things we're absolutely convinced of, and our friends will tell us that it that it's true. But when we sit down to do this work, you know, like this upcoming event at Omega, for example, when we sit down together and do this work question what we're believing then um, the whole the whole world shifts it shifts and by the whole world i mean our own individual worlds as we sit in this practice shifts and it happens so quickly and so radically so um i ask people to to write some of their uh, beliefs and assumptions down and then um, people will volunteer, actually volunteer to come sit with me. And as we, as I sit with that person and we question the assumption, the assumption or the belief, it belongs to all of us. You know, like, for example, Marianne, the, the beliefs that I just, um, just ran through, um, those at one time or another have belonged to us or they will <laughs> if they don't now. <laughs> But yeah. they're just they're, they're universal beliefs, and we question those together as we sit in this practice, and it opens our mind in a way that, and actually, you know, it's, it's we're really meditating on. We're just getting still and meditating on an assumption, for example, on something terrible is going to happen. And, and then we just ask, and there are four questions. The first question is, is it true something terrible is going to happen? And then can you absolutely know that it's true that something terrible is going to happen? And as we meditate on that, we just kind of flow into that third question. Notice how how you react, and I'll ask your listeners this, notice how you react, what happens when you believe the thought that something terrible is going to happen. And notice what happens emotionally. And notice those images of past and future in your mind's eye. Notice what happens, what the mind does, and those images that it shows you of past and future when you think the thought something terrible is going to happen. And then you, we, we come to understand as we witness that, as we get still in that, the cause of our emotions and why we feel the way we do 
no matter how uh, depressed or frightened, you know, there's a cause for that. And it's not a terrible world. It's what we're thinking, believing about the world that could use a little work. And then that last question, who would you be in the same situation right here, right now, without the thought something terrible is going to happen? And so we meditate on that. And then we hear from the audience, you know, their offering of, of what they see in the stillness with their eyes closed. And we can all hear the room and its movement. And it's um, it's like a shared uh, space to meditate on the cause of all suffering in the world is what we're thinking and believing. So this is the work we're doing. And then after those four questions, we meditate on. We just find an opposite, like something terrible is going to happen. So we look at that same situation that we're fearing, and then we look at it again with something wonderful is going to happen. And then we test it. We try it on like it's a new pair of shoes or something. What? How? When we're so convinced something terrible is going to happen, you know, something wonderful is going to happen, how could that be? And so we meditate on that. And it's um, it, it literally blows the mind, changes the way we see life, and um, so we're going to be doing that all weekend. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like such a delicious exercise. <laughs> oh, and I it love... is. It is oh, it's so yeah. beautiful. And people bring such deep running fears and grievances and resentments with them. And so we just we just take it all on. We take it all on. Well, and your workshop is definitely the place to let that all go. You know, it is just such a privilege to watch the courage of the people who attend these events and, and the people who just come just to sit in, you know, the stillness and get still in it and, and um, to just realize another way of, of experiencing life. Yeah. I can look back on my life and a lot of what I would call upsets had to do had a lot to do with misperceptions, not seeing things in a certain light. And it's interesting because no matter where you are in your journey, we still have those. They <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just show up is, you different. Know, yeah. We're always going to have them. It's just are we believing our thoughts? And if they're upsetting us, then then you know this practice shows us. How to question them, and you know, and also it's free on the work.com. So you know, it's it, it it belongs to everyone whose mind is open to it, and and um, we have a newsletter and a list of events on the website, and um, and how to do the work. It's all free there. Mm-hmm. Nothing like coming together at a place like Omega where we're really just isolated in the beautiful surroundings and all the great food is there and we can just sit in this practice and and get what we came for. And I, yeah, mean, have, I don't mean just literally to Omega, I mean what we came for <laughs> in this life. <laughs> well, and, you know, and it's so, I think being able to immerse yourself in in a workshop such as the one you're having where you can really be there, it's a safe space, you can go through and release all these things that have just been an upset throughout a lifetime, you know, what a gift. What an amazing yeah, gift yeah, that it is. It truly is. And it's it's so it's so fascinating. When this work found me, 
it was it was like smoking quit me and and <laughs> things that were just habitual with me quit me compulsive overeating quit me and and I didn't do anything I just you know I just every time we question these thoughts that are causing our suffering we we begin to live out a different out of a different consciousness and mm-hmm. we make clearer choices so when people talk about enlightenment you know i it, it really takes on a whole new a whole new definition of freedom it's something that i can't say concrete but in the world it really uh, concrete effects you know it really is freedom so you know it just it just thrills me every time to watch people's lives change and oh what a great place to be in <laughs> you well, know it, it is what a what a wonderful world once we once we understand um the nature of everything you know um, einstein said that um there's only one there's only an unquestioned mind. I think it was Einstein. Mm-hmm. I'll just take whoever said it away. But an unquestioned <laughs> life is not worth living. Yeah. And and I have just just we wonder why we're so hurt and and sad or depressed or why we do the things that we do and and so you know I just live my life saying you know there's a, there's another way and and um, anyone with an open mind mind can can find that way well you've definitely been a living testament to being able to find another way and and having it work you know work for you because i know a lot of people they may feel and and that's why workshops like yours you know loving what is over at the mega institute and of course there's still time to register for that by the way what i understand is that uh, that is filling up pretty quick so you don't want to wait. You want to go ahead and register for that at the Omega oh, Institute. I hope anyone listening that is, is, is just considering it even slightly to register, and and I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, it's it's so great to have these kind of workshops where people can go and really be a part of and, and really develop it. Like when I've attended workshops like this, you really develop a community, you know, you get to know other people that are there, and and that's part yeah. of the gift. And the way we're so connected to the person that I'm actually working with is sitting mm-hmm. um, next to me in the in the in a chair when we're doing the work. My goodness, it bonds all of us. You know, not yeah. with just that one, but all of us together. We're all, uh, you know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I guess you know I get carried away with my work, but it's um, it's well, thank goodness, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the real thing, and and it's um, and it's nothing I can take credit for because we're dealing with inquiry, and so the beautiful thing that frees us is what we tap into us, each of us individually, what we what we touch when we ask ourselves, you know, is it true? And that's what frees us up. And that's exciting to know that we all have equal opportunity here and and that what we're looking for is not outside of us but inside. Those are where the answers are. So it's a way to to tap into that that you know, we're looking for the answers mm-hmm. and we're walking around with them if we just get still enough. 
to listen as we ask, is it true? And I think that's got to be very comforting for people because, you know, having the answers within us, it's not like, you know, once you have that guidance to go and know how to search it, you know, like you're going to be teaching at your workshop, how to ask the questions to get you to that place. It's something that people can do on a regular basis on their own after the workshop as well and, and, um, and really be able to sit in that space. Yes, it, it, and it's, it's an, also I have a, a free helpline um, number that we don't ask who you are or, or where you live, nothing. And, mm-hmm. and people can support you there on just how to, to do inquiry. In other words, you, you can just write down some, some, oh, you know, come to the workshop and, and <laughs> Mm-hmm. Come to Omega and find out. But we have there's so much opportunity, as you say, and and camaraderie and friendships that we make when we all get together like that. Um, you know, it's what a we would just a beautiful a beautiful event. You know, I I know that um, I'm looking at the calendar and trying to move things around so I can attend because I know that Good. it's really a game changer. And I couldn't imagine not going, you know. (laughs) So, that that gathering, it's um, yeah, you know, as we've said, it's it's life changing. Mm -hmm. Now, when you have this workshop, do you find often that you'll have people that have attended either the the same workshop or different workshops that they come to these again because they get something different every time? I'm sure you get that all the time. Yes, um, um, people love to come back because it's um, um, it's a different consciousness every time you mm-hmm. come. Like if you come this year, then next year when you come back, you're coming back out of a whole new mindset, out of a whole new identity. And so, you know, we just drop in more deeply and deeply and, and deeper. And some people take it on as a daily practice. And some people will just come once a year, and it'll shift their life, and they come in for um, 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 a little, um, what, a little makeover once a year. Mm-hmm. What an odd expression to, to put in this context, but for um, um, a little refresher course, and it, it just sets us up for the whole year. Well, and yeah, I couldn't agree with you more because the energy does change with different people you have attending different events. So it's interesting to to just sit in that dynamic with other people, and and you learn something different every time. You know, different questions will come up. Oh my gosh, it's so true. And some of the things that people bring up there, because it's such a safe space, everyone's safe in this space. Mm-hmm. You know where. It's um, it's just like that, but oh my goodness, some of the things people are so courageous to bring up some of the um, things that they experience, the depressions that they've experienced, or the the loss, or you know, um, I know one year I was there and someone had just lost her daughter just like 48 hours before, and then it's, oh, wow, it's oh, it's just. But they, they they know where to come to work through these things because the work works. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's it's not a game. It really works. And at the same time, it can be 
hilarious the things that people bring and and the laughter is as healing as tears are <laughs> it's just so it, it, we we certainly we certainly invite it all yeah all of that well i can understand that cuz sometimes i think um some of the experiences i've gone through is more like a uh, not really a Greek tragedy. It's something like a National Lampoon vacation. Yeah. Some people say, you know, I've never, you know, I had wonderful parents and, and I, I never, you know, was, was hurt or this traumatic mm-hmm. thing happened in my life. But why am I so depressed or why is life so dull to me? So, you know, it's, what I say is suffering is suffering. We don't have to have these major things that happen to us to um, to um, to have a happier life. Yeah, you know, it's just suffering is suffering, and there is a way to take care of it. And the way is to tap those answers inside of us, and to um, you know, just the practice of understanding how to do that. So, yeah, what a gift that is. You know, I, I know there's lots of exciting things coming up for you. I understand you have a book coming up, and I would be remiss not to talk about it because I can see people can pre-order on your website. And books always get me excited because I love reading. So, <laughs> well, so it's, I've heard that it's that it's an amazing book, and it's it's I haven't I haven't put a book out in ten years, and so oh. I'm really excited about sharing it, and it's. A mind at home in itself, and mm. so if that's a term that that over the years I've used quite a bit, and so that's the title of the book, and it's where the mind is no longer at war with itself, and how that works, and how accessible that can be to to um, for all of us, and it's reading it. I've heard people share that have that have looked at the the pre book that it's mm-hmm. they relate to this wonderful world that's going on inside of them and in the world all the time that they have been seeing but they didn't see. And oh, so yeah. the book is that vivid and it just wakes um you know, what I'm hearing from people. Is it just wakes them up to what's already going on and that it's a very radical book to read. So I really and um, you know, ex- I'm excited about it, and I'm recommending it simply because people who have looked at it um, at the pre the pre sales have um, have given me all this feedback that is oh, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm so I'm thrilled with with the feedback because these are people who have read my other books and have loved them, so it's exciting to to offer this you know, another book again. Oh, yes, without a doubt. And and your work is exciting all the way around. I mean, it's. I feel that, you know, I've listened to a lot of the interviews that you have done and enjoyed some of your books. And, and you also have these great resources on your website that I'm always just blown away by, you know, tools to do the work. I mean, there's, like, so much information there that people can dive into and learn more about, what the work is and how they can use that in their daily lives. And, of course, they should attend the event at Omega. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, to sit in the practice 
Mm-hmm. The website is a lot of fun, and it's, it's you know you can go in there and browse, and 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 anything that's valuable is is free there without any strings attached. But but oh, the events! You know, people, uh, so many people just you know we just come again and again and again. I mean, how free can how free can we get? And to me, freedom <laughs> looks like connection with everyone and everything. And that doesn't mean we have to have tea with everyone or or mm-hmm. or <laughs> or mm-hmm. even know each other's names. But the, to walk in the world, to live in the world, connected to everyone and everything. It's just it's um, oh, I just want that for everyone. And it really is our birthright. Oh, and what a beautiful place to be, yeah. You know, we're having that connection. Because it really, I mean, we can be in a place where we might not really agree with our neighbor, but we can still have that connection. The connection and be free to, you know, and have a language, no matter no matter how narrow or broad our vocabulary, to, to have a way and an expression and the clarity of, of not being afraid to to speak up because mm-hmm. the communication is so clear and and out of harm you're just connected and nothing that can break that connection i know that in my life no matter how how upset someone may be or sad or happy or anything it doesn't you know i'm i'm connected and and uh, it's just it's a it's um it's a gift and it's a gift oh, yeah. that I just discovered inside and it's um it's it's such a, a a guiding light it's it's like an awareness that's that's on the loose and 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 no, nothing can stop it and it's yeah. it's um it's just so beautiful too. Well, it allows us to offer this great sense of compassion for other people, regardless. You know where where they are in their journey, yes. what's going on with having that connection? Yes, and not be afraid of of another person's pain or joy. Mm-hmm. Just to 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 you know celebrate and be with and support and serve. Mm. Also beautiful. You know, Byron, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here. Oh, it's such a joy to have you here. I just just love you, love your energy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Marianne. My <laughs> words are a bit clumsy sometimes, but um, but I I I am so happy to have had this time with you today, and Aww. all of you listeners. I look forward to those of you that can make it to Omega. I'm going to be there. That's my plan. And thank you again, Marianne. Well, thank you. And for those looking to attend Byron Katie's workshop, you can go to Omega Institute, and uh, they'll they have it listed there. You can also look at more of Byron Katie's information on her website at thework.com. We're going to pause here for a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages.
Internationally recognized and award-winning author Judy Goodman works and teaches outside the box of limited thinking. Working with people from every walk of life, her goal is to empower you to be the best you can be, no matter what the challenge is. Born with the gift of seeing beyond our normal vision, she has an extraordinary gift of working with every challenge. Teaching beyond conventional wisdom, her work is described as life-changing. Visit JudyGoodman.com. That's JudyGoodman.com. There comes a moment when you realize you're somewhere special, when you discover that each beautiful creature that you see has been rescued from a life of absolute horror and brought to this incredibly free place. Here's where their lives were forever changed and where yours will as well. Discover over 500 tigers, bears, and lions at the brand new visitor center at the Wild Animal Sanctuary just outside Denver. For more information, visit wildanimalsanctuary.org. Discover true freedom at the Wild Animal Sanctuary. Have you ever had the sense that your thoughts might actually be doing something? Ancient secrets of manifesting have been masterfully revealed in the award-winning book Manifesting 123 by Ken Elliott. For the first time, the author's experiences and stories in this book describe exactly how your thoughts can create anything. You've been doing this all your life, but it's never been fully explained for you until now. Visit Manifesting123.com for more information today. Manifesting123.com Ben Wexler is a gifted leadership development and strategy consultant for professionals who want to transform their organizations and careers. Through a uniquely personalized set of processes, participants discover their unique knowledge, how to leverage that knowledge and experience, and then put it all together with a global strategy. You're more valuable, your organization is more valuable, and the change is viral. Contact Ben at 630-881-1074. Welcome back to Moments with Marianne. Our next guest is here today to talk to us about animal frequency. So Melissa Alvarez is a best-selling, award-winning author who has written over 10 books and nearly 500 articles on self-help, spirituality, and wellness. And she's here today to talk to us about her new book, Animal Frequency. So let's welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Melissa. What a joy it is to have you here. Now, I mean, my goodness, so you are like the go-to person. You've written, you know, 10 books and hundreds of articles in regards to self-help, spirituality, and wellness. What inspired you to write Animal Frequency? Um, well, I have a book out. It's 365 Ways to Raise Your Frequency. Um, and one day I was standing in the stall mucking it out, and um, I, I have always communicated with animals. And I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, I do this a little differently than other people do. I really connect to the energy of the animal, um, and it's really taking it into the divine, and it's more of a spiritual connection than just, you know, animal communication. It takes it a step above. And I'm like, maybe I should try to teach people how I do this, you know, because it's a little different. Um, and then I got the idea for the book, and that's how that all came about. Um, and also because a lot of times animals will show up when you're not expecting them and then you just keep seeing them at different places. 
Um, and so, you know, that's animal totems. I call them energy animals. Um, but I wanted to be able to help people to understand when these animals show up, what kind of messages could they be giving to you. Okay. Now, I know um, a lot of people talk about animal communication. Is that the same thing as animal frequency? Um, animal communication is when you're connecting with the animal through telepathy, through um, sending pictures to the animal, like if you're training an animal, or if you want to get information from the animal, it's a clear audience, you know, being able to listen to the animal. What animal frequency does, it's it's taking it to the next level. So say if I'm doing um, an animal communication session with an animal, but then I amp it up into animal frequency. What I'm do what I do is I'll send my energy from the heart and from my mind and I'll send my energy out like halfway between where I'm standing where the animal is or or wherever you don't have to be in person with the animal to do an animal frequency session. Um but I'll send it halfway and then I request that if the animal wants to share their energy with me to do so. And then when they do send the animal, I mean, the energy to you, the connection is just, it's very spiritual, and you get so much more information. It's almost like a merging of souls, it feels like sometimes. Um, so it's, it's taking animal communi- communication to the next step and into the divine and the spirituality of it. Okay, so if someone says, well, you know, I think I get animal communication, I kind of do that. Is there does someone need to be specially gifted to do animal frequency, or is that no? Anybody can do it. Yeah, anybody can do it. It's it's knowing your own energy and sharing your energy with that of the animal. And you can request that they share their energy with you, but you have to wait for them to. It's a gift that they give to you. You have to wait for them to make that connection with you, um, and they will do that and especially if they have messages that they want to deliver to you. Okay. Okay. So, and then you talked a little bit earlier in regards to animal totems. So, um, what is so for our listeners who are kind of like, well, I'm kind of new to this and I'm excited to learn more about it. What's an animal totem and how is that different? Because um, I know we get into also spirit animals. How is that different? Well, with it's different names for what I all, I think is the same thing. So, you know, you may call them a, a totem. You may call them familiars. Uh, you may call them spirit animals. It, you're essentially talking about the it, the spirit of that animal um, and how they appear to you. I tend to call I call them energy animals because I deal with energy and because animal frequency deals with energy. So. If you uh, practice uh, Wicca or any other, um, or if you deal with magic in any way, a lot of of people who do that will call them familiars. Uh, Shamans will call them totems. So it's just different belief systems um, that uses different terminology basically for the same kinds of things. Okay. Okay. And then, um, so, like, what are some examples you can give us of, um, can you know if we come across an animal, let's say like where I live, there's coyotes all the time. They're actually pretty big here. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not you know in California they're a little small. I'm in Colorado, I don't, the coyotes must eat really well because they're big. So, Are they really? 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have an 80-pound dog, and they're bigger than than him. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, those are big coyotes. <laughs> Those are big coyotes. So when we see, I mean, I'm just pulling up an example. I mean, if right. I live closer to the ocean, I would see, like, sand crabs all the time. And, you know. Okay. So when we see an animal that we see on a regular basis, and we'll use a coyote as an example. Okay. What would we derive from that? Well, when a coyote shows up, and it really is telling you to look for the truth behind any behind any kind of an illusion or, or pandemonium, um, You've got to seek out the truth of an issue. So if you're in a situation where you're not sure what's going on, there's questions, maybe you're at work and there's questions about things that are happening, and then all of a sudden you start seeing coyotes on TV and on the, you hear about them on the radio and you dream about them, then that coyote is telling you you've got to look for the truth because everything may not be as it seems. Um, it's also uh, a sign to be more adaptable and to find balance in your life. Um, and coyotes are clever. So it's telling you, okay, maybe this is a time when you need to be a little more clever or, or stealthy in how you're going about things to get to that truth. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense. And so we can take that information. I, I've had people tell me before, if you see a coyote, because sometimes I'll see it and it has – it's caught something. Lord knows what that is. And it's really yeah. off with it, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably a bunny. Well, they have to eat too, you know. So. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've had people say, oh, that's a good sign or what have you because it, it has food in its mouth and it's kind of a, a thing. So mm-hmm. with your with your animal frequency, I mean, when we're seeing these animals and we're getting that information, then we can apply it to our lives. So, and if we're seeing lots of different animals, are we getting lots of different messages, or do we just hone sure. on the ones that we're seeing like a lot? Well, I mean, for me, anytime I see an animal and it, it grabs my attention um, and it makes me notice it, then I look for the message that it, that animal is trying to send. Um, because you could be getting all kinds of messages from all kinds of different animals, but then again, you may have one that that's just constant and and I think sometimes when you see them more and more and more and more and more it's because you're not really listening and understanding what their message is so they're not really going to go away until you get it and once you get that message then they'll go on and you won't be noticing them as much um one thing that I do in animal frequency um to go back to the coyote for a second um one of the other traits of a coyote is aggressiveness and it can be aggressive um, it can also be reclusive, um, and those are challenges that you may face. So so while the, the book will tell you the traits of the animal and some of the talents of the animal, I also give you what challenges may show up. So you can apply the message that they're giving to you in several different ways. Um, and then I also tell, you know, about the, the elements, the colors, what it means when they appear, and how it can assist you. Um, I tell what their what I did to to connect to their frequency is I would connect to the animal frequency when I was writing this book, and then I would tell in the section called frequency how that frequency, how their energy felt to me when I made the connection, and I put that in the book so hopefully it would help other people make the same kinds of connections. Um, and then you also have an imagined section, which is like guided imagery to help the person. Um, do the connection with the animals. 
and you might get started with it, and then if your your mind veers into something other than what I've written down here, that means that you're con- you're making the connection, and the animal is trying to lead you to what it wants to say to you. Or that might mean we need to call and schedule an appointment with you to go ahead and figure out where we're getting. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because and you know what? I've got to tell you. I mean, I, and I this is kind of my it comes up to our next question here that I have for you. It's in regards to like our pets. Okay, so like I'm surrounded by you know my my dog Maxwell. He's around me all the time. And so he doesn't, he's not big on speaking, but man, he says a lot with his eyes, you know? Uh-huh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so when we have pets at home, how, what kind of, are we receiving, you know, animal frequency from them? Are we giving them, you know, um, information as well? Um, how can we really understand what they're trying to tell us? Well, it's it's through the connection that you have. Now, when you with your pets, even if you don't realize that you're doing it, everybody who has a pet is participating in some kind of animal communication with that pet because there's lots of times that you, you just know what that pet's thinking or you just feel what's happening with them and you understand them. When you take it to animal frequency, when you make that concentrated effort to go to the to the area of the divine with them, that's a more special connection. Um, and and you can do it without even realizing it. We had a um, Dalmatian years ago, and we had the male and we had the female, and they took off one day, and we lived way out in the country, and they just left. And for three weeks, we looked for these dogs, and I, I just gave up. I'm like, they, they're not going to come back, you know. And even though I searched and searched, and we looked there, it could, just couldn't find them anymore. And then one day the male came back, and I remember just grabbing him and hugging him, and I was so happy. And that was really the first time that I noticed this connection is different because it was just such a pure streaming sharing of energy that was just so full of love and relief and I can't believe you're back, you know, that kind of thing. And and I think with that pet, that it's always there, and it's up to us as pet owners that we can take it up to the next level, you know. But you're, anybody who has a pet, they, I mean, you look in their eyes and you know. <laughs> it's like you just get the, the advice. I have a horse here that um, when I first clipped him as a foal, he, uh, he started just like prancing around in the cross ties, and I heard in my mind, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. And I touched the clippers and they were indeed hot, you know, and I'm like, they're not that hot. They're not hot. They're just a little warm. And I had to end up changing out three clipper blades because every time it started getting warm, he'd start dancing around and I would hear, it's hot, it's hot. So, yeah, so, you know, and he's a character man, but, uh, but yeah, they, they will, they'll send you pictures back. They'll, They'll communicate with you if you're clear audience. They'll they'll speak to you, and you can you know I can hear them you know, um, but it's it's there. It's it's part of owning a pet. So it's just part of the whole package. Now mm-hmm. yeah. I know you talk about energy animals. Is that I want to get into that a little bit now. If we have like if I have a goldfish, is that automatically my energy animal, or how does that work? Well, I I call all animals energy animals um, because they all are you when 
it's like using the same word as totem or familiar. Um, my word that I use is energy animals because I deal with energy. So whenever, you know, regardless of what you call them, whenever they show up um, and repeatedly, that's when you know they have a message for you. So it may be a goldfish. You may have a goldfish and you notice you know, maybe you're sitting at your desk one day and you, the goldfish is staring you down, <laughs> you know, and it's like that. Yeah, what they do, right? But, yeah, it's like, but, you know, goldfish, sometimes they'll be, you know, they just wander around in the water. They don't really, like, stare at you. But if it's enough for you to go, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> then you're feeling that connection that they're trying to get across, you know. When when they're trying to get a message to you and when animal frequency is going to come into play, you feel it in your own energy. It feels like more, like like there's more to this than just a, a bird flying by, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit um, – you feel that intenseness with them. Exactly, and it can be very unnerving sometimes. <laughs> I had a, when I was writing this book, every animal under the sun showed up at my farm, and I had this one red-tailed hawk that he would sit on the post, and I'd go to a different paddock to clean, because I clean our paddocks up, and I would go to a different paddock. He would fly over to the other one, and then I, I had forgotten about him, and I had seen him like three times during that morning. And then I'm cleaning one paddock, and I turned around, and it's sitting on a branch about four foot away from me, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it, dude. Just get back up a little bit here. So when they have messages, you know, they're, they'll make sure that you know that they're there, and they'll be able to, to – it makes you aware. And when your awareness increases – that's when you can tap into the frequency and the energy between the two of you. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes when I um when I'm meditating or even dreaming, I'll have certain animals that that pop up and mm-hmm. it just is interesting, especially when I'm doing a meditation because I let things just kind of go so freely and whatever right. shows up shows up. So, I mean, are those messages as well that we should yes. pay attention to? You should definitely pay attention to those, definitely, because they're trying to connect with you, and it's easier for them. It's just like when spirit tries to contact you or of, of your angels or your guides. It's always easier when you're asleep or when you're, you know, falling asleep or waking up or when you're meditating because you've got your barriers down. And, you know, that, they have to work harder to contact you when, you know, everything's blocked and you're busy and going about your day, when you're relaxing, then they can connect with you better. Okay. And not to really judge what we get, you know, because I know sometimes there have been people when we do, and I've been in workshops or whatever, and they do meditations and someone would be like, oh, I saw a white buffalo. And the person next to me is like, well, I saw an ant. This is not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so, so, okay, so an ant may just be saying you need to work a little harder and in a more organized format where the buffalo could be saying you need a little more space, you know. (laughs) So it it just depends on what's going on in that person's life. And everybody's not going to see the same animal all the time, you know. And just like a wolf, you know, a lot of people love wolves. But Mm -hmm. you might end up with an earthworm, you know. It just depends (laughs) on what the message is at the moment. You see what I mean? And, And it can come and go. I mean, 
uh, energy animals, they, you've got some that might be with you your whole life. Like for me, that's a horse. Um, and then you've got some, like that red hawk, that red tail hawk that wanted me to say something in the book, and, and he just followed me around until I'm like, okay, I got you. You'll be in the book. Don't worry. You know, so I included a hawk, you know. Um, so it just varies, you know. Is that how this kind of happened on your journey? Either these animals would present themselves to you in one, like either in dream state or in real life, and then um, they had a message for you that got, you know, that got them in the book, like the yeah, yeah, a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> like that's and, and, talk, you know, <laughs> so. right. Well, one of the things too is uh, when I was writing this book, there were so many different. Like we had a gator show up here, and we, I live in Florida, so you know, there's going to be gators. But this yeah. gator just hung out in our canal for, like, weeks, and I'm like, you have to leave. <laughs> and he wouldn't leave, and I was a little worried because I have two miniature horses that are only, like, 29 inches tall, and he was behind their pen. So, you know, I started locking them down at night because, you know, gators can crawl over a fence, and I know they get hungry, and I didn't want them to eat my horses. So, uh but eventually I ended up having to call the, the gator control people to come out and, and couldn't catch the gator. So finally I'm like, look, if you don't leave, they're going to come out here and they're going to shoot you. And I really don't want anything to happen to you because they, they try to relocate them first. Yeah. And after I went out there, and I just spent about 10 minutes on the bank of the canal and I, I just sending the energy and sending the frequency and asking, you know, please cooperate with me because I don't want anything to happen to you. And mm-hmm. anyway, never saw him again. So I don't know. <laughs> got the yeah, he left. Right. I guess he finally got the message. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so. well, no horse on the appetizer list, but I don't exactly. want to be on one either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting. So what would you say would be the most interesting like of all the animals that connected with you and, and you know during the the time that you're writing this book, what was the like one of the ones that really stood out? Well, really, that gator and and the hawk and well, and then I had a snake here that 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 showed up um and I would just walk out and just run my hand down her back. It was a black snake, and I would just she would sun herself here, and I would run my hand down her back and she would move. She just stay there and let me pet her. Now, what wild snake is going to let you pet her? And I ended up naming her Ellie. And, you know, <laughs> and she stayed around the whole time. And then once I finished the snake passages and everything, she left. And I'm like, you know, that was pretty interesting because, you know, they show up to to make sure that I know what 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 they want to say. And And one really cool thing about when I was writing this book is because I'm intuitive, and a lot of times I would just, t- I, you know, well, pretty much every time, <laughs> I would just tune into the animal, connect with the energy, and say, what what do you have to say to everybody? So a lot of times people would be like, oh, what's this, what's that? I'm like, well, honestly, I don't remember every detail about it because it's, I'm like a vessel, and, and it flows through me. That's with any kind of readings. It flows through me. I deliver the message, and then it's gone. Um, but with the animals, I made sure to say, you know, we really like to remember more of this than I usually do, you know, <laughs> but it's a lot of information in this book. I mean, a, an extremely large amount of information. Um, and I have to thank the animals for that, for, for providing all that information to me. So, well, 
And I know in your book you talk about even even some mystical creatures. How did sure. that get how did that get interwoven in with the wild animals and the domestic guys? How'd that get in there? Well, because you people love dragons and what's the history of dragons? What's yeah. What does a phoenix mean? These are still animals, and, and people still encounter them, and even though they're not one that you may see in the wild or one that you may see you know, in your backyard, they still have a form of existence. And because they are in existence, whether in legend or tales or whatever, and they're still animals, they still have messages that they can deliver. So, like, if a phoenix appears to you in a dream – and, and then you see one on TV in an ad, you know, that's telling you maybe this is time for you. To, it's a time of renewal for you. Maybe it's a time to let go of the old and start anew and to take a look at what's going on with you. So because I felt that they had messages, um, I wanted to include them as well in the book. So When you were doing the mystical creatures like the dragons and phoenix, which one – was like the coolest one that you came across. Okay, so <laughs> so um, I would have to say Schlettner, which is the eight-legged black horse, um, because that was the horse that was used uh, to take. Um, oh my gosh, I'm skip the king's name um, from Asgar. It's from the Thor, you know, Thor mythology yeah. from uh, Asgar to look for Vikings who had passed away, um, and it was just such a strong image of that horse and I would dream about the horse and I would see it moving around and and telling you to look for what is lost um, and then uh, my Frisian stallion hadn't been here for a while he had been out in training and then he came home so I ended up taking a picture of my Frisian stallion who was not lost but he wasn't home um, and I took a picture of him and I made that into the picture of the Slutner for the Oracle cards that I came up with. Um, and so I just gave him eight legs. <laughs> so, um, but that one was very impressive to me. It was just, just because of the strength of the dreams and, and not that I saw it anywhere else. It was primarily in dreams, but it kept coming to me in dreams. And I'm like, okay, I get this. So. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, we need to get this taken care of. So I know you have, now the Oracle cards, are those kind of a, people can use those kind of standalone? I know the book has such great information. I would well, I, use both together. You, you can use them both together for sure. Um, I designed the Oracle cards because I know a lot of people love Oracle cards. And, and I thought if I can come up with, you know, images that kind of show the energy that I'm trying to relate in the book, then maybe this is something that people will enjoy using. And you use like a standard oracle card deck. You can do a three-card spread, five-card spread. Um, you know, you can follow the tarot spreads if you want. Uh, you can do a one-card draw. And on each card, I have an image of the animal, and underneath I have descriptions, the traits and the challenges of that animal. So it's right there in front of you, and you can read what it is when you do the, the card draw. But if you want more in-depth information, because you only have so much space on the tiny little card, mm, yeah. <laughs> then you go to the book, and the book gives you, you know, it's two pages per animal of really in-depth information. Okay. Okay. So then let's say um, let's say someone has a pet, 
I've had it at home. Okay. And they are getting like nothing from their, like, let's say they have a dog and they're getting nothing from it other than uh-huh. all. You know, you know, trying to communicate <laughs> okay. with her, not getting anything. Now, do you do sessions where people can contact you and schedule up times to talk with you about their pet? How, how do you do that? Because I, mean, I know you're really busy. You got a lot of stuff. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I I will. Okay, I have on my website where people can order animal frequency sessions. Right now, I have that turned off, though, simply because I'm under a tight deadline for another book with Llewellyn. Um, over the next two years, I'm going to have uh, – this is the first of four books that are coming out with Llewellyn, and I'm finishing up the fourth one now. Um, so I'm, once that's handed in, then I will probably turn that back on um, so that people can order readings and sessions with me again. Uh, but right now – uh, it's foaling season coming up. I have a book due, and it's just kind of crazy here. So I'm not doing readings right now. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I have to finish the book before the first baby's born because I've got three foals coming between the end of April and the middle of June. So, oh, you're going to be super busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I can get the book finished by then, my due date is May 1st, so it's got to be in by then anyway. So I want to get that the book in first and then maybe a little early. I like anything in early, so. Uh, and then we'll see what the babies are, so. Yeah. Which is interesting. That will be cool. So, you know, um, so I know this book just came out, Animal Frequency. Right. People can pick that up. It's available at all major retailers and, of course, on Amazon. And mm-hmm. You can pre-order on Amazon. It's available right now on Llewellyn as a new release. It'll be available. It'll be released on uh, March 8th, which is next Wednesday, on Amazon. But I know that if you pre-order it, Amazon's already shipping it. So uh, it, you can get it. Now and it'll be to you by the time uh, it, the release date is actually March eighth. Okay, and then where can our listeners connect with you? Is that at melissaa.com? That's my website. Um, they can also go to animalfrequency.com. Uh, that's where I sell the oracle cards. There, um, you can find me on Facebook. It's Melissa Al- Melissa Alvarez and then Ariana Dupree. It's all one word because. I set that up when I was also writing fiction, which I really don't have time for anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I you bet. can find me there. For busy, <laughs> I've been been very busy a couple of years here. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a good problem to have. Do you know, you know, Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show with us today. We really appreciate, it, and especially being able to talk to us about animal frequency. I mean, this is a great reference book, and I mean, I I found myself kind of going in and and looking at different animals that I've just kind of come across my path to see what messages that they have for me. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I I hope I did all the animals justice in the book, and I hope that people find that it's something that they'll want to keep on their library shelves. Um, I tried to make it a reference that that people would want to refer back to. So um, hopefully it does its job. (laughs) Thank you so much. It does. Thank you. I'd like to thank everyone for taking the time to tune in today. You've been listening to Moments with Marianne. And remember, make every moment count.
Join us next time for Moments with Marianne, when host Marianne Pestana brings another inspirational, gifted leader to help us grow. Tune in every second Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Moments with Marianne, when the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network is at 1510 a.m. Boston. Or catch Moments with Marianne every Thursday and Friday at 5 p.m. and 5 a.m. Eastern Time by going to dreamvision7radio.com. To learn how Marianne started her business from the ground up, visit mariannepestana.com. Don't miss this. And remember, make every moment count.